Broadcasting from another dimension. Deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest. Sending you secrets from the future directly into your motherfucking mind. It's the Ghost Shrimp and Friends Podcast, y'all. Episode 13. To detain, to detain, to detain. Tibba dibba 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 da do. Oh, 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 13 is a number. It's in the alphabet. It's not in the alphabet. It's in the numerical system. You know what I'm saying. Boom. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Go Shrimp and Friends podcast listeners. Let me just say, let me just stop everything right now and thank you for tuning into this podcast. I love it. I have so much fucking fun doing this podcast. I just want to give a big shout out to all the listeners to this podcast. Everybody who's given some five-star reviews on iTunes. Everybody who's subscribing. Everybody who's sending in questions for the podcast. Everybody who is telling a friend to tell a friend about this podcast podcast guys because we are here having fun sharing friendships with the world that's what this is all about you know what i'm saying so today we have a very special guest my man coming straight out of mexico by way of new york city we got none other than the motherfucking psych lord, right? You guys are in for a real tasty treat. All right, here we are with the psych lord. One and only. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ghost scout extraordinaire and do your... Do you have other credentials or you haven't done you, you, oh yeah you were a you were a counselor right Yeah yeah I was a counselor Um what year did you and, uh, what, what year were you a cadet Year 2 I was trying to remember this earlier Yeah yeah it was year 2 Um which must have been what like 2013 I can't remember if it was 2013 or 2014 I think it was 2013 it's like a, a, a long time ago. <laughs> I know. And then, uh, <laughs> and then you were a counselor the following year. Yeah. In year three. Yeah. Nice. In year three, yes. Yeah. Hello, uh, podcast listeners. Out I in the like I... podcast listening world, welcome. Welcome everybody to the one and only Go Shrimp Podcast. Go Shrimp and friends. I had a little. Go ahead, go ahead. You gotta be. You, you gotta. You gotta be like an educated person, dude. You gotta like say hello to people. That's true. You gotta be friendly. You know what I'm saying? We've tried. Yeah, so yeah. we've we've actually we actually did we did a couple tests test podcasts before I had it all figured out. Do we do one or two? We recorded at least one. Yeah, we recorded one. We just we just had one. Okay. Okay. Did you uh, ever get that when I tried to send it to you? Did you ever get it? No, not at all. <laughs> so you didn't even send it. No, I did. I did, but it was like. Were you, 
What are you trying to fool, dude? I know. I had like, I don't even remember how I had recorded it. It was like on my phone as like a voice memo or something. And then I was trying to, I was trying to send it to you. And the voice memo to email connection is like, you try to send a large file through voice memo to your email and it just like never shows up. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty sketchy. Yeah. So, but here we are. Finally, we got it together, and then we tried last week to do this. But you were making, you were making some, <laughs> you were making some beef stew. I was making some veggie soup, dude. Yeah, um, yeah. We, we were, we were, um, we we're gonna meet at like five, I think. Uh, but I totally forgot, and and for the past couple of weeks, I've been making soup on uh, on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Like I make soup for the whole week, so I was like just making my veggie soup. Which ended up tasting pretty all right. Nice, nice. What's your go-to uh, veggie soup recipe? Um, I usually buy zucchini and broccoli. Mm, yeah. And a little, so like some onion, and then I'll throw in like if I have tomatoes, I'll throw in tomatoes or I had beans, like green beans. The other day I threw in like green beans. Nice. And uh, just cook them, cook them up, boom, 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 and then put them in the blender. <laughs> Add some little bit of salt, a little bit of of, uh, of milk if I have milk to make it creamy, mm. and just blend that shit. Damn. And uh, it's delicious. It's really, really good. Yeah, that sounds legit. Sometimes uh, broccoli can get a little funky in soup. Have you ever seen that? What do you mean with funky? I don't know. Sometimes it can get a little weird in soup. I've had that happen before. <laughs> like what? Like it goes bad or like? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I love like veggie veggie soup and veggie cream is my favorite one of my favorite soups. Do you so cream I, the I whole thing, or do you have you have you you cream the whole thing, or you just cream part of it and then add chewy bits as well? No, I don't have any chewy bits. Oh, really? I just like I just blend the shit out of everything. Oh, see, I don't like that. I don't like a creamed soup as much as I, I like it as a base, but I gotta have like some like stuff to chew on in the soup. Hmm. Yeah, no, I just do like it's pretty much like, like baby food. Yeah, yeah, at that point, definitely. And so, wait, like, are you I not? Like, are you eating meat these days or no? Yeah, no, I eat meat. Nice. I was gonna see if you fall into the the heated rivalry that we have between the vegans and the and the the the, the vegan beef. Well, you, you you're a meat eater, no? Yeah, definitely. I'm a everything. I'm an omnivore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I eat like I've been eating a lot of to- I've been eating a lot of tofu, but because I like it, not because I like dislike milk. I mean, like milk. I, I dislike meat. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, I've never like I don't know. Just I like it. There was like for a while I stopped eating eggs, uh, but because uh, I I didn't like fully stop, but it just made, they made me feel weird because if you think about it, it's like like what the eggs are. It's kind of like I mean, and some people have argued about this with me but like it's like chicken's menstruation <laughs> it's pretty fucking weird if you think about what so, you're eating so like, it's pretty strange i mean i love eggs yeah i love hard-boiled eggs even though they do smell like farts uh when you make them it makes your whole house smell like farts but i love hard-boiled yeah, eggs, yeah. and i do love like i'm a big breakfast person like not even that i eat breakfast but like i one of my favorite meals especially if i'm like going to a diner is just getting like the mm. eggs and the potatoes and putting hot sauce on all of it and smashing that oh, i yeah. love Hell i yeah. love a good diner breakfast like that's the best yeah yeah 
Man, I miss going to a diner. I haven't been to a diner in a long time. Oh, there's got to be mad diners in NYC, though. Oh, no, that. I used to get some of the most killer breakfast when I was going to school in Brooklyn. There used to be so many cheap breakfast joints around, and I'd go get like a takeout breakfast of like hash browns and eggs and toast and shit, and bring it back to the crib and eat it with my girlfriend. That was like that was that was awesome. I love that shit. Mm. Yeah, no, it's just like I I I don't know. I'm I'm using my money in other in other ways at this moment, so I can't really go to diners. No, it doesn't. But, uh, oh, dude, it's nice. And they give you, like, the toast with, like, butter and shit. Like, so but, like butter. A, a buttery toast is one of the best things. It's dripping with butter. They, they like, yeah. put it, they press it together, and it's just, like, by the time you get it, it's just, like, fucking so, it's like a butter sponge. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's actually what I was going to say. Like, when you're washing the dishes and the sponge is all full of, like, water and, like, dirty shit, it's that, but, like, with bread and butter. Oh, dude, that makes me think. One of the things that grosses me out the most in the world is if I if people put food in the sink. Mm-hmm. And they don't take it out? Like, like, if, like if you – well, first of all, it makes no sense to put food in the sink because you're going to have to throw it out anyway. So just throw it out before you put it in the sink. But, like, for some reason, my whole life – it, like you know, like you'll be washing dishes or whatever, and then you get to and, the bottom. Yeah, and then you grab like the, 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 to the bottom, and you, there's like fucking like some like puffed up piece of bread and like some. <laughs> yeah, dude, it, it's horrible. But even more than that, sometimes you have like a whole mess of different food, and it's all in the strainer, and it's like clogged up the strainer, and you have to take it out, and you have to bang it out in the trash, and like I can't mm-hmm. not think about eating it. Like I, if I see it, I can't not think about. What would happen if I ate that like nasty food mash in the sink? And it always makes me want to throw up in this. So that's like <laughs> one of the grossest things to me, just because I can't stop thinking about eating it. You should try. You should try eating it once. Oh, I would throw up instantly. It'd be so gross. <laughs> it's like all mixed up, and I'm like, oh god, this is disgusting. Yeah, it's pretty gross. I've never, I've never really liked touching like wet, wet food. I don't like wet, wet uh-huh. food. Yeah, wet, wet old food. Oh, it's gross, man. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna be hanging out this weekend, bro. Yeah, you're gonna. You're well. Have you? Did you say anything about this in the podcast already? Or yeah, I think I, I. Yeah, I think I dropped it a few weeks back. That um, and we were just we were just going over this uh, the official program. I'm gonna be participating in. It's called Comic Arts Brooklyn, and it says it's a free annual festival of comics and cartoon art, and it's presented by. Pratt Institute and Desert Island, whatever that is, but uh, you know, Desert, uh, Desert Island is a is a like a comic store. Pretty oh, cool, cool, pretty, cool. They have pretty cool stuff. Oh, dope. Is it in Brooklyn? Uh huh. Oh, cool, cool, nice. That definitely wasn't there when I was there. We had to go, or maybe where did I go? I forget. I went to one that was kind of far away when I used to live there, but that was a long time ago. I haven't been back in over. 10 years so it's going to be pretty fun to to connect with people but i'll be doing a panel on saturday with uh with my boy ron wimberly and a couple other pratt grads and uh our our old teacher uh floyd hughes who is one of my favorite people he's going to be the moderator um so it should be it should be pretty lively it should be pretty fun um even though i don't, I don't know i mean i Definitely don't consider myself much of a comic artist these days. Although that's yeah, definitely... that's what I, that's what I was gonna say. Like, dude, you don't you don't even like make make 
as my, as many comics. No, right? not at all. No, I mean, I, mean, like, I, I dude, actually, it's great. yeah, yeah, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> you No, you go. Um, I was going to say that, I mean, I actually am working on the beehive boy stuff, but I, you know, I haven't really shown much of it cause it's not, it's not ready yet. So I, I, I am working on some new comics and, you know, probably this time next year, I'll have some stuff to show for sure. I'll have been putting some stuff out, but yeah, but I, you know, they hit me up. A couple of our teachers are putting it on this part of it anyway. And, uh, I was like, yeah, man, but I haven't really done comics in like a decade. And, uh, and he was like, no, nah, just come talk about your career or whatever. So, but although <laughs> we were just joking and we were looking at the fucking brochure and they have me listed as Dan James, AKA Dan bandit. <laughs> like they barely even have me. And then they're like the man behind ghost shrimp. So they, they don't really even say, you know, I mean, nobody knows me outside of, Oh like, dude, that's right. I thought you were stretching it, but I'm looking at it and they do have you as Dan James. <laughs> no, cause so you're stupid. Dan James. Well, cause those, James. cause those teachers know me as Dan James. So I think like, you know, because I'll tell people, like, nah, my legal, like, my government name is Dan Bandit now, but I think people still, some people that I haven't, like, hung out with since I was Dan James, like, they, they like, maybe they don't understand or something. But I told them, like, yo, just, you know, anything art-related, you got to just say Ghost Shrimp, because I don't use my name, so nobody knows, you know, like, so, and they don't even say that I worked on Avenger Time or anything, so it's, like, super random. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, they just some, said, you know, they were like, some yeah, hillbilly just, dude. Yeah, they were just like, yo, come talk about your career or whatever. So, and, and like I said, Floyd is moderating it. So he'll, he'll, he'll come up with some lively shit and we'll, uh, we'll have a good time. And, you know, I love hanging out with Ron. He's one of my super homies and he's had a super great career, um, since we left school and stuff. He does a lot. He does pretty much primarily comics. So I'll just let him do all the talking. Yeah. So that's what I was, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Um, you're going to say that I'm not qualified to be there and you're going to get up and yell that when, when I get up there. Yeah. I'm going to be like, what, 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 you don't even make comics. Um, just go and boo me. Just be like, boo. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you poser. <laughs> no. Cause like the people, like a, a bunch of people who like make comics are like mad into comics. I was talking about this with my, my roommate the other day. Uh, it seems like they can't like, there's like, People who make comics, they just can't stop making them. Like Greenstone, you know, the guy yeah. who was the guy who hates that that dude that hates magicians. Um, <laughs> He's got such a bone to pick with magicians. That was the best. <laughs> one. Oh my god! I hope we have. I I I, I want to hear from you some some magicians that are just so mad about what he said. I want to hear some blowback from that. I, I hope he gets like some threats. <laughs> Well, you that, that was that like that was like, some, like that was like some hard hate speech. That was like some magician hate speech. Oh, definitely. If I was a magician, I'd be pissed. You should you should like go into like look up like magician forums or something like that and uh, let them know and be like, hey, this guy and like listen to my podcast. And uh, in this second, like this guy throws a lot of shit. Yeah, I'd be like, I uh -huh. want to alert you to this predator out there who's hating on magicians. You guys got to watch your back. <laughs> yeah. But Trying yeah, I'm going to be there. So, little... so I'm flying in on Friday, uh, getting there like, uh, you know, in the early afternoon and then be, uh, be chilling, uh, Friday night, Saturday night, and then flying back on Sunday. So I got a couple nights to hang out with people. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Friday night and Saturday night. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, man, we're, we're, um, and it's been a while, it's been a while you're, since you're we've seen each other. It's been a while since we've seen each other. Um, uh, yeah, about a year. 
last year, last time I saw you, we went there, me and uh, Squatch Matrix, uh, a.k.a. Matthew, and uh, Celia and Stephanie. Oh, that Robert. was only a year ago? Yeah, that was true. That's That was like fall that was, of last year? Yeah, and we watched... Um, the name of this movie like we watched summer camp we watched sleepaway camp sleepaway is that the name of it yes yeah, that's a great camp. movie so good highly recommended extremely shocking because squatch was like this movie isn't fucked up is it and like we hadn't seen it but i was like nah movies weren't that fucked up in the 80s man and then that was like one of the most fucked up movies i've ever seen yeah it's crazy the ending is like nuts yeah it really comes out of nowhere you're like what the fuck like you think it's one movie and then you're like what (laughs) way ahead of its time like way ahead of its time absolutely it just goes like bananas in a second yeah and it's really spooky the visual of it the visual of like the shocking end is like you you people should watch it pretty horrifying so I'm sure that melted uh, Squatch's mind. I'm sure that haunts him to this day. He's definitely saying prayers every time <laughs> he gets that image in his head. He's doing the Lord's Prayer to try oh, to absolutely. get that out of there. <laughs> you goes, should have him in the podcast. I know, dude. Eventually. we got to get him on here. That's the great thing is we have, like, so many awesome people to get on the pod that it's just like, man, it's like you, it's like we have a wealth of guests to choose from. And then we can just keep <laughs> cycling through everybody. And then I think it'll be fun, too, because everybody will get to know the guests and be like, oh, shit, Greenstone's coming on again and, like, getting super hyped for it. Yeah, you should have that. The uh, The first year that I went to camp, there was this guy who specialized in looking for Bigfoot. Uh, you should have him in the podcast, dude. Yeah. Oh my god. What would it yeah, be? What dude, would it be about? <laughs> that would be insane. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, it would be. That would be a little bit, a little bit of a stretch to call him a friend. <laughs> you know, I, I'm trying to. Keep <laughs> he, just, he, he just he just ate our hamburgers and like <laughs> smooched on our beer. That was super like I'll fun. tell you I'll tell you a badass story. Just like hand me one of those beers, no. Yeah, yeah, he's like, oh, I think I might have earned a cigarette or a hamburger. Can I have one? <laughs> he's like, totally just mooching off everybody. That was super funny. Yeah. Yeah, he was like a local Bigfoot enthusiast that Greenstone had been had been in contact with, of course, because Greenstone's super into cryptozoology. And uh, he had been going back and forth with this guy, and then uh, and then I I invited him to come talk. I've tried to get him back, but he's like super busy because he leads like Sasquatch explorations into the woods around here and shit with people. Like I think around the same time the camp's going on, so he like people pay him to like go out and like show him like <laughs> broken trees and shit, and being like, oh, this is definitely Sasquatch was definitely masturbating here. You can see right here. <laughs> You can see the jizz marks. You can see the huge batch that he blasted through this forest. <laughs> but yeah, I'm super hyped to come for uh, for a fun weekend next weekend in NYC. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna be a blast. NYC. Yeah, we should we should definitely go on adventures. Actually, ne- next week is there's like a bunch of stuff going on, which is nice because it's illustration week. That's for like like uh, comic arts Brooklyn is happening and stuff. Yep. And there's like um, there's the the American illustration 
uh, party, which is like you go to a place and they have free drinks and it's just a bunch of like illustrators, uh, like awkward people at the same place getting drunk. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. I bet Marley would be hitting that up. I think she frequents those type of uh, illust. She's like into the Society of Illustrators and all that shit, right? Yeah, dude, it's it's crazy. The um, uh, yeah, she's into it. But I, I was gonna say like they charge you like because you what what they do is like this is how I guess like people don't know, but like you submit work, and uh, every year they put out. Uh, like a book with all the with the, all the illustrators that were selected and they charge you per entry right so they charge you a couple of bucks to like enter the competition and then if you're selected they charge you a hundred bucks to be in the book yeah no i think so i did like, that i did that like, back the- in the day i was in one of those books like when i first came out of school because i tried a couple of those things right when i came out of school but pretty quickly i was like okay this is just like a fucking ponzi scheme yeah, I mean, I I'd, I'd I'd be down. Like, it's something that I that I want to do. Yeah. Uh, I guess like it doesn't hurt, but like, man, they like. It seems like they're just like, I don't know, um, pulling your hair or whatever. I don't even know if that's a if that's a thing. <laughs> pulling on your hair. They're trying to pull your wig off, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. It's just too much. Yeah. 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 Or but I mean I guess if like you're you're making big bucks and you can afford it and that's all good. Yeah. I mean I get it. You know, they're like, you know, like they 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 probably have the operating costs and all that and it's cool to have like a group, you know, it's like a collective of of to represent illustrators and and you know, I don't know, put stuff out and and help people's careers and stuff like that. There's a certain uh there's a certain merit to that but i don't know i think just because i'm like a contrarian and i like to just be like fuck that shit i don't need that shit you know like i'm always like trying to be like super independent (laughs) and just do my own thing so like i don't know i think uh i think i just kind of i prefer to go my own way because i'm a i'm a fucking lone wolf yo so um when when we were just getting on you said that you were like i don't want to talk about uh the butthole surgery that i just had but then i was like yo actually we should definitely talk about your butthole surgery so (laughs) let's talk about your butthole surgery man you just had some butthole surgery uh um yeah i guess uh yeah it's something that happened I had butthole surgery. What 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 sort of details do you want to know? Just get all into it, man. You said you had some bad hemorrhoids and they had to go in and fucking surgerize your butthole. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I had some hemorrhoids and uh, just from like shitting super hard got... or like wiping super hard. How do you get hemorrhoids? No, I I don't know. They just appear like and and they would like they'd, they'd be like mild. Uh, so all the hemorrhoid people out there, don't be, um, you know, don't don't hide. It's okay to talk about hemorrhoids if you have hemorrhoids. Yeah, come don't out of the hemorrhoid away. closet, man. This is this is a this is a powerful <laughs> yeah. a powerful moment for people with hemorrhoids everywhere. They're uh-huh. all right now being like, oh my god, this is me. Oh, I've been so scared to talk <laughs> about this. This is great. This is a hemorrhoid they're just podcast. Gonna go, they're, they're gonna they're gonna go like into their bathroom and just like try to like cut it off themselves. Be like, ah, no, don't have gonna, money for a surgery, gonna, but I'm gonna, gonna start. I'm gonna do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna start posting Instagram pics celebrating their hemorrhoids, bro. That's what. That's the. It's it's like a hemorrhoid pride thing. Oh, one time I did. The, I have this little sketch of 
it was like hemorrhoid high five and it was like two dudes bending over and like their hemorrhoids stretched into hands and they were like (laughs) that's hilarious that's what i'm talking about man so so because i remember one of my buddies in uh in college had hemorrhoids and he had to like sit on a donut we like would hang out at his house and he'd have like a like a cushion to sit on that's the worst thing because like all the pressure goes into like your butthole area yeah you know like all the support is in the in the like outer parts of your butt uh, but anyway, yeah, long story short, uh, the hemorrhoids got bad and, and, and it was like, oh, yeah, you can like just live with it and, you know, it'll like change your diet and it's going to like kind of go away. And I was like, no, fuck this. Uh, and yeah, they put me in the in the hospital for a night and they just sliced them out. They took them out of my butthole. Wow. And so you wait, you were unconscious or you were, they just gave you some shots? Uh, no, I don't think, I was not unconscious, okay. but I was like, uh, I was high on something for sure. Uh, cause I didn't, you know, and that, like, I remember it as kind of like a dream. Um, did they gas you? No, Oh. no, it was, it was all through like this. Do they, they, uh, they take like a needle and they puncture your spinal, it's your, your spinal cord. I think. Yeah. Are you serious? The, they gave you like an yeah, epidural? It, it's one of those that they give to the they put on the pregnant ladies yeah, when they're, they're about to give birth. Yeah, an epidural. Yeah. So you're like numb from the waist down. Yeah. Wow, that seems extreme. Yeah, exactly. I know. I know. Damn, man. Uh, wow, you're like a feminist. But now. Yeah, so- you're like a feminist. You can be like, girl, <laughs> girl, I feel your pain. I had a I had an epidural. I know exactly what you're talking about. First I wanted to first I wanted to get rid of those hemorrhoids naturally, but then I was like, give me that epidural. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, I've had, like, I had hemorrhoids. I understand you. I had butthole surgery. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> That's good. So, but now you're better. Now your butthole is good as new. Oh, yeah. I have a brand new, I have, like, a brand new butthole. But how do you uh, prevent them from coming back, though, or new ones from forming? Uh, you just eat a lot of fiber and, like, don't sit down on the toilet a lot for a long time when you poop. Really? Uh, yeah, but dude, it sucked. Like after the after the the surgery, it sucked because like it just like going to the bathroom to poop. It was like agonizing. Yeah. yeah damn, man, that sucks. Yeah, sometimes I'll wipe and I'll be like, it'll hurt, and I'll be like, fuck, I might probably have hemorrhoids, and then I'll look and I and there's nothing there. But you know, sometimes I'll think about that. How about blood? Have you ever sometimes like, you just wipe yourself blood? raw? Like sometimes you'll like or like you'll just have like some weird poop and you'll like it like or like if you get like a poop where you're pooping a lot and you have to wipe a bunch and then it like you do get a little bit of blood and you're like oh fuck yeah for, for sure bloody butt wipes mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah never mind I was gonna tell a little anecdote but no. Take it back. <laughs> just getting right into it. Just getting right up in that butthole. Getting all up in that bloody ass butthole. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it. but my butt is my butt is like new now. Which is actually, I mean, it's actually really nice, dude. It's like because I had those things for a long time. You got so, a new uh, lease on life now. That must have sucked. Did you have them at camp? Um, can't remember. Because that Probably. feel like that that feel like that might not be great because like you're not showering as much and you're just like shitting in the outhouse and then you're like fucking hemorrhoids are fucking raging, <laughs> raging hemorrhoids. But yeah, raging no. hemorrhoids. 
I'm going to end up being known as, like, the hemorrhoid guy. That's, well, your name was – I mean, I that's fitting, though, because right when you got to camp, remember, there was a cadet, you started telling poop stories right away. And then, yeah. in my mind, you were, like, in the outhouse, like, shouting out poop stories. That's probably not what actually happened, but that's in my mind. That's what I think of. And then and then we started calling you Poop Show, like, right off the bat. I feel like first day you got the name Poop Show, and <laughs> that was your first code name. yeah. Yeah, it was pretty quick. It was it was probably like in the first week. Yeah. So you're but um, so like poop like poops and buttholes, that's like a theme of your life. That's like part of that's like just part of your story. Um yeah, I think you're you are like stretching that a little bit. You just want to put <laughs> stretching that butthole. Want to have a yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like. I mean, I'm, um, I'm a big, I'm a big poop, I'm a big poop talking about butthole guy. I mean, I'm all about, I'm all about talking about poop, talking about taking shits, talking about some raw bloody buttholes. That's pretty much that's that's like my <laughs> that's like my end of town. I'm into that. That's right up your that's right up your alley. No, but in my family, I guess like we we do talk a lot about we end up talking about poop a lot uh, when I lived with my parents. Really? Uh, like what kind of be... talks about it? What kind of talks about it? I don't know. I don't just even like, know. How like, was your poop on a daily? Like, how was your poop today? Oh, I had a raw poop today. Like that kind of stuff. Well, and we'd be like eating eating dinner, and then someone would like make a like a poop joke or something, and then we'd be like, "Oh yeah, uh, I've had like I had diarrhea." And I was like, "Oh, me too." And like, but like, like, and we'd start like describing. Yeah. It, you know, like, oh, like this kind of diarrhea, and it's like, oh, me too. Blah blah. blah. Oh, I wonder what it was. You know, and like. Just yeah, we talked a lot about that. Wow. Not about diarrhea, but like we those topics. Yeah, that's definitely those fe- those, those fecal topics. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not, that's definitely par for the course in my family too. Like, like we're we're pretty open with that stuff. Like my like my dad will be taking a bath because my dad never takes showers; he only takes baths, and like so. He'll be in the bathtub and like, it'll be the morning and people are like having to get ready and he'll be like in the bath. Like, first of all, so my dad will have a bath and then my mom will have a bath in the same bath water, which is like totally insane. That's gross, dude. That's like really gross. (laughs) Shout out to my parents, conserving water. (laughs) I'm not sure what the logic is, but they take a lot of baths. I love a good bath too, but it's insane because it's like when you should be taking a shower, they take baths and they monopolize the bathroom. So it's very commonplace in my house when we were growing up, like I would just go in and take a shit like while my dad was in the bath and we would just have a conversation. Like he's just laying there naked and I'm just here taking a shit and we're just like, Oh, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like that's like totally common. Like I've done that like a hundred, hundreds of times. Do you do, have you done it as a grown up? Yeah, no, I would do that right now. If I went back to their house and he was in there, I would go take a shit for sure. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah I mean, me like, and my dad, when, when, we like, were sending each other like, uh, bathroom selfies the other day. Oh, bathroom selfies? Yeah, I'd be, I'd be like, where are you? And he'd send me, like, a photo of him, like, sitting in the, like, in the, in, like, the stall, on the stall. Yeah, me He's, and... He was sitting in the bathroom, like, inside the toilet. Yeah, me and Alex were vid chatting with Kyle today. Uh, you know, Kyle, my two Derricks, and Alex Dusty Lupus, who've been on the podcast. We were all uh, vid chatting together this morning, and Kyle was taking a shit on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but back, I um, for a while I lived in, in in Vancouver with a bunch of friends, and there was like, there it was a, it was a small apartment, and 
I didn't do it because I feel like weird if someone's looking at me while I'm taking a dump. But uh, but a lot of my friends they would just like be taking a shit and like without with a with the door open just because like it was so small that he could they could still be in the conversation right so there would be like a guy cooking and then someone like laying on the sofa and then a guy like fucking taking a dump and would just will just be like in the same conversation <laughs> that's funny that's would go in and like brush their teeth which that's like i find that pretty gross that's yeah that's a little extreme that's a little extreme because if you could, yeah, if you can smell it, you're basically you have their poop particles in your yes, nose, exactly, and then you're like exactly. brushing your teeth with their shit particles. That's like shit toothpaste. That's that's extreme. And family members is one thing, but I don't know about I don't know about no brush, not, no, brushing dude, not even family members. Poop. I mean, once you once you like know that the. Like once you understand that in in the smell there's like particles and that's why you smell it, you can't go back. Yeah. Like it's one of those things like when someone has like a weird thing that they do with their face or like they they like fucking I don't know like wink in a peculiar way and you see it and like you can't unsee it. Yeah. You know it's like I think it's one of those things. Yeah, that's true. So how do you like living in NYC? You've been there for two years now, right? You're going to you're doing a master's. Uh, illustration program at the School of Visual Arts in Manhattan. Is that correct? That is correct. Well, it's part partially correct. Okay. Uh, I am doing the masters, but this is only my second year. Okay. So I've been I've been here for a year. Okay. And uh, and I just started my second year in the okay. masters. I like it, dude. Um, yeah. The first year I didn't really enjoy it. Uh, cause I was like, I was just going like spending the whole day in the studio, uh, that the, the mastery program that I'm doing, they give you like a little cubicle and like you work there and I was going there every day for the whole day. And, uh, and I was not like enjoying the art that I was making. So, uh, it was just like, I was not enjoying that. And also I was like spending the whole Man, I'm gonna start again. I just got confused with what I was saying. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember. I remember <laughs> well, I remember we we were talking about that's like I think that was around the time where we were trying to do a podcast initially. You were, I remember around that time you were saying that you were kind of like having an artistic identity crisis, like which is really funny because you know knowing you and and having you come to camp, you know you're someone that is a very confident person um you know you're a you're a funny person and you have a very uh strong artistic identity when i think of you i i, I think of your stuff as as you know it's very representational of who you are and 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 you know has a very strong voice and a confident voice to it so you know and and, and then i remember you had told me you're like dude you were right you you warned me that school might fuck me up fuck up my artistic confidence because you know and i forgot that i had said that to you but that is something that i used to see in school that sometimes the critiques and the competition and the and the pressure of school could sometimes really undermine uh someone's ability to like certain kids ability to just relax and have fun with it and 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 push themselves without getting overly like competitive about it and shit yeah yeah it was awful but yeah uh, so i with your question like yeah i didn't like i didn't really the first year i didn't really enjoy like live in new york because i was just at the studio so this sh this thing could have been like anywhere you know because yeah. i was just like getting on the train and going to the studio that's it i was not living like any any sort of like new york life yeah uh but yeah you're right dude it like oof that 
I was like super bummed. Like, what uh, was it? What was it that was? What was it that was that was that was making it not fun and make you feel kind of self conscious about your work and second guess it? Um. Well, like is, I that, just a, is that an accurate representation of what was going on? Like, like what what were you feeling? Like, what was happening and what were you feeling? Yeah. Um. Well, I guess like it changed. Like for. Like my perception of what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. uh, I'd always like in my head I was like, yeah, I want to work, uh, and we've talked about this before as well. Like I want to work in the animation industry, and like I want to make cartoons, and my goal is gonna have it's gonna be like have my own series and shit, and uh, and then I I was like realizing like yeah I like that, but I don't want to like I don't want it to be like my it's not my like optimal goal. Right. I don't know if that's a word. Uh, and that was like crushing because that had been my dream since I was like eight years old. So I was like, what and the that fuck? was that was like, like happening for you at that time because you were doing you were developing your own animated series with uh, in, in Mexico with that animation studio you were working at. Right. Yeah. 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 Which is awesome. It's not like I, I want to like I want to stop doing any animation. Not at all. But I just I just didn't didn't see it as like my like my major goal in life. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I was just so that was one thing that like shook me. Mm-hmm. And then also realizing like I didn't have a whole lot of of like illustration of like knowing how to do illustration or like at least not not in a conscious level because mm-hmm. like I'd always like wanted to work in animation. So I did like characters and I did like props and stuff, but like everything separated, you know, and then mm-hmm. like someone someone else does the job of like putting it together. Right, uh, right. And I was like, shit, now I have to do that. And, like, I don't know how to do it. And it was just, like, spiraling down, like, like crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I guess it was those two things. Yeah. Like, I was never, like, it was It was not about, like, being competitive in the, in the program or anything. Because, like, it's not, it's not really a program that's competitive. Mm-hmm. It was, it was kind of weird though. Cause like you, you, you have like classmates that do like this fucking like hyper realistic drawings and, and like, they look like super like accurate as what it'd be in real life, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and here you are fucking like drawing, I don't know, a dude on a skateboard that like doesn't look like anything in real life. And you draw a dog, you know, and you're like, Hey, this is what I do, you know? Yeah. Uh, Cause your work is more like simple and, and cartoony and fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that was that was weird as well. Yeah. Uh, but uh yeah, I guess it's something that had to happen. So I'm 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 good. So you feel like you're back to, you know, f- full artistic confidence now? Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I guess like artistic like insecurity is always going to be or like with anything that you do, there everybody has like their own little insecurities, but uh mm-hmm. but definitely like I guess the main thing is like I'm having fun making my work. Yeah, uh, I mean, so I think that's, that's like, the most important part is like really because that, that's what we talk a lot about in the workshop too is like, r- you know, you should really be at the point at the, you know, at, you should always make sure that you're having fun in the process. You know what I'm saying? Not not getting ahead of yourself, uh, not worrying about, you know, is this is this working? Uh, you know, is, is this going to lead me to where I want to go? But just truly... I think it begins and ends with you having fun with the piece of paper on your desk. And if that's working, everything else is going to come from that. But if you start thinking about a lot of stuff outside of that, it can really 
steal the fun away from the actual drawing process for you. And that's what I always focus on is just really having fun with the drawing that I'm making at the time. And then everything else works out from there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, um, yeah, that's it. That's, that's, the, that's what's happening now. So I'm good. You know, I still like feel like I, I got to push my work in different ways and like have different things that I want to focus on. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I'm having fun, you know, and I'm getting those moments where like, I think we were talking about it the other day, uh, where like you look at, at a piece that you've made and you're like, holy shit, I made that. And like you, it just blows your mind. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's just the best feeling. So I've been having that. And so it's all good. Nice. Yeah. That's what you want. You know, when you, yeah, exactly. When you're drawing and you're like, holy shit, I can't believe I'm drawing this. Like, that's the best feeling. That's literally the best feeling in the world. Like there's nothing better than that. Yeah. And also I started getting, um, I mean, not a whole lot, but I started reaching out to, to different, different clients, like like for editorial work, Mm -hmm. I guess like the, also the first year, like it kind of like blew, not blew my mind, but it, I got like different ideas of how I, I could, uh, just get some bucks, you know, and like different, different sources of revenue and shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, so this year I started hitting up, um, people for editorial work and I've gotten a couple of gigs. So seeing people react to my work, like in a way that like, it's, it's, uh, like in a commercial level, mm-hmm. I don't know. Shit. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if like I structure that right. Yeah. But, uh, just, ha- just having people be like, Oh yeah, we'll like to use your work in something that's not like a cartoon, you know, mm-hmm. that would, that, that, that gave me like a nice feeling like, Oh, okay, cool. People are reacting to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, because after all, like you do, I guess in in my opinion, like uh, yeah, you do make the work and you want to have fun and all. But at the end of the day, if you want to live off of this, you gotta like make money off of it. Absolutely. Not that you, ha- yeah. not that you have to sell out, but you gotta find the way to like either market it or move it around that it's like bringing coin to your wallet. Because if not, you're gonna end up like having to get another job and like you won't do what you want to do. Right. Yeah. The difference between a hobby and, and having a business is that you're actually creating a product. You're differentiating yourself in the marketplace. You know, you're branding yourself. You know, there's a lot of decisions and, 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 and there's a whole process to it. And, and to me, the whole fun is to, the whole thing is to really keep all that stuff fun and keep all that stuff as creative as the work itself. You know, and that, that was kind of my whole idea behind the Goshrimp persona. Um, you know, that I've, that I've used for my career as a kind of a creative branding thing that, that really keeps it, that really keeps my head straight with all that stuff. It keeps it really fun while still being able to push it, you know? Yeah, of course. It, and it's, I mean, at least for me, it's super fun. Like thinking of ways like, Oh, like marketing strategies, like, Oh, I want to work with this client. Like, how am I going to approach them? And like, what am I, you know, like, should I send them stuff or just that like business part of it is yeah. interesting. Yeah. The new thing that dude, the, the, the thing that I want to do is I want to, I got this idea the other day. I want to make fucking, like, you know how they make, like, small gummy, like, small packages of gummies? Mm-hmm. Like, you got the big ones, but then you, you also have, like, the small ones. I think they call them, like, snack size. Mm-hmm. I want to, I, dude, I want to make some of those. I want to, like, fucking, I don't know, get them made in China or something and, like, design, <laughs> design the, dude, design the fucking package and, like, if it's possible, design the gummies. If if I if I cannot design the gummies, gummies, then I'll just throw in, like, whatever. But just imagine, like, you're fucking an art director or some dude who, like, a strategic dude and you get, like, a package with, like, some awesome, like, zines and a prints and then you get this little pack of gummies, dude, that's, like, that's, like, 
that i don't know like unique or whatever that's like the dude i'd be so stoked i'd be giving like million dollars to that person oh dude i'm i'm like gummies are my number one uh, <laughs> go-to candy so like i'm all about the have gummies. you seen have you seen i've been doing gummy reviews on my instagram uh, <laughs> no no i gotta peep it yeah yeah on my instagram story like once a week oh, i uh, i awesome. buy i buy a, a different different kinds of gummies and and i just like do a little review yeah, when like I was in Denmark, when shit. I was in Denmark, I was smashing gummies. They have so much like gummy culture over there. Like you go there and they have like just giant displays of gummies. They're so into gummies there. I was in heaven, man. Nice. What's your uh, favorite gummy? Like what's what what have you found that's your favorite gummies? Um I mean, as far as like you mean like brand or kind of gummies? I don't gummies? know, just like whatever. Uh I guess like I like the ones that are like, like bouncy, you know, because like there are some of them like you like you chew and they stick to the back of your molars and like yeah. you can't really like so it's almost like annoying because like you can't really eat it, you know. That's like, like juji just... fruits. Like juji fruits are mad fucking sticky. Yeah, or like people people like uh, always like idolize like fucking uh, sour patch kids or something like that. Which they're good, but like they stick to the back of your molars. What the fuck, you, like you know? And you get the you get the other gummies like they're like. A little bouncy, you know. Yeah, they're I like don't, I don't even really like think of Sour around. Patch. I don't really even think of Sour Patch Kids as gummies. Like even though they are sort of gummies, like they're yeah, they're not bouncy enough. Like like a gummy bear is like it's soft, but it's like a little bit bouncy. Like you can bounce mm-hmm. your, your teeth up and down. Yeah, on that's it, you know what I'm saying it's not. You're not biting through it, and then it's sticking to you. You know that's right. like I don't know. Yeah. It's a little different. Yeah, of course. So uh, and there's like a bunch of assorted ones like that. Like the I saw because I, I saw the picture. Because that's that you more of a jelly. Them. That's more of a jelly candy, right? Like 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 uh, Sour Patch Kids are almost more of a jelly candy. Like when you get those fruit slices that are all sugared up like that. That's really more yeah. of a jelly candy. That's not really a gummy. No, but they have they have like this. Um, uh, these ones that are like drops. They're like food like like fruit drops or something like that. They're they're like uh, gum drops. I don't. I don't even know. They look like a bucket. Yeah, <laughs> they look like drops. a tiny, like a tiny bucket. Yeah. Some of those are the same. Like they are branded as gummies and all, but they just like stick to. Or like Trader Joe's, dude. I I uh, I bought some from Trader Joe's the other day, and they were like, like uh, real. I don't know, like real, uh, real flavors and shit. And the flavors were nice, but like, but they just sucked on yeah. texture. And yeah, that's a big really, thing. Yeah, those are jelly. Those are like jelly candies. That's a little different. It's yeah. like a variation of a gummy. Now to have a real gummy like. Like anything Haribo is super good, you know. Like the Haribo no, gummies. No, actually, dude, I, I objection. Really? Uh, objection. The Haribo's gummy bears, like the bears, they fucking suck, dude. They're like super hard. Yeah, you can get hard ones for sure. Sometimes they there are hard ones. I mean, I think probably probably the Black Forest gummies are my favorite. Like, those are the classic ones that we used to eat as kids. But Haribo has so much shit, and they make, like, the little, like, cola cans, and they have, like, yeah. the Haribo frogs. I fucking love yeah. those Haribo uh, frogs. I had, I had uh, Haribo Smurfs the other yeah, day. Haribo they, Smurfs. They pretty, yeah, Haribo Smurfs. Yeah, dude, in, oh, my God, in Denmark, they have, like, they have, like, a hundred different kinds of Haribo. They have, like, Matador mix. <laughs> like they have space mix they have so many crazy mixes and shit it gets pretty rowdy it gets pretty crazy <laughs> yeah i mean I, for brands i'd go for trolley like anything like if like commercial stuff commercial gummies i'd go for trolley um okay like the like the sour worms you know yep. they're pretty good yeah yeah uh, 
the rings, the like peach rings and peach shit. Peach rings are good. Peach rings are definitely good. Yeah, the dentures are really nice, but they're not they, like uh, Trolley doesn't make them. Yeah, I, I posted a picture <laughs> of those yeah. dentures, the gummy dentures in Denmark. There was like a, a bulk bin of them, and it looks so weird. They're just all in this bulk bin. It's <laughs> super funny. I've never eaten them though. Oh, really? They're good. They're really good. I've never seen yeah. them in a package. I've, I've only seen them in that bulk thing, and I didn't grab any. <laughs> oh, you should have. They're really good. Yeah. But yeah, I want to make... So if anybody knows uh, anywhere that I can make like custom-made small packages of gummies, uh, please let me know. Either the people who are listening to... The, oh, no, this is not live, right? Yeah. I was going to yeah, say... Like, no, it's not live. Okay. Anyway, like people from the future, if you're listening to this <laughs> podcast and it's like really old... But like, still, you listen to it, and I still exist. Uh, let me know. Hit yeah. me up. Hit me up. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, oh, we, what were we talking about? We were talking about like the the business part of it. Butthole surgery and <laughs> gummies. <laughs> no, no. What I was gonna say, because uh, I thought it's it's like an interesting thing, is um, how we were talking about like the business part and like market yourself and shit and. Yeah. Uh, and a bunch of people say like, "Oh, living off of art is like super hard and whatever." And yeah, it is hard. But I thought, I thought like, I mean, anything, any, if you're like any sort of entrepreneur, is gonna be hard, you know. And the the thing is like, we're entrepreneurs with our, with our like our artistic work. Yeah, yeah. I don't. So I, I think. I think the whole. You, yeah. Go ahead. Because if you start a business, have it be like whatever, you know, like a pizza shop or like, of course, there's like businesses that are easier to start. But like if you start your own business, there's always going to be like it's going to be hard and there's going to be more chances, chances of failure. And yeah. like, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, I don't I, I think the whole narrative of like the struggling artist and all this stuff, I really feel like that's overblown. Like, I don't I mean, of course, there's challenges, but to me, it it would be much harder to like go and just work a regular job and be like bored as fuck and like you know just be unfulfilled like that to me sounds tough that that sounds like a struggle to me like i do not i've never felt like making a living as a visual artist was a struggle like 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 i've i've watched other people try to find jobs and different careers and bounce around and oh i'm out of work and all this and like i'm just fucking cruising i'm always generating my own work i'm always having fun um and yeah like you said it's like if you if you're an entrepreneur if you have like if you like to use your brain and you have energy to go out and do things like it's really not that hard. It's like a puzzle to figure out, but like, so is everything in your life. So is like your personality and your relationships and like your life goals and like figuring out your destiny and like figuring out how to navigate like the different challenges and, and, and obstacles to come up in your life. So like, I don't know. I think that's just a lazy mentality. I don't like that narrative of the struggling artist. Like I, I honestly think that that's overblown. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like it either. But not to say that it's an easy thing. You have like, to be good and, at it. You definitely have to be good yeah. at it. Like, oh, oh, like, are you a shitty artist and, and or are just, you a struggling artist? Like, that's the difference. Are there a lot of shitty artists out there that don't put in the work and that are like waiting around for like great opportunities to come and like wake them up at at noon and give them money? Like, that's 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 that's, that's <laughs> if that's what you're describing as a struggle, I call that fucking laziness. You know what I'm saying? So that's a different story. Like, you have to become good at it. You know, you always have to. You have to whatever you're going to try to do 
you know, unless you're going to try to work some kind of total menial labor job of running a cash register or something like, Mm -hmm. you know, and I mean, I did that when I was a teenager. I mean, shout out to, you know, those kind of jobs to get you, you know, where you need to go down your path. But, you know, uh, yeah, it's like, it's, you know, if you're, if you're up, if you have energy and you're up for doing it, like it's, it's there for the taking, you know what I'm saying? It's, you just have to, you just have to come with the, with the, you know, with the energy. I think I think it's the yeah. most important thing is just having energy. I think like the main reason why I've been able to pay my bills since I got out of school with visual art is just because I'm 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 up for it and I have a lot of energy. Hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, you. Were you telling me like you're you're like doing coke a couple of times a day? Like, I mean, <laughs> and cocaine. Like, I think anybody that has access to a ton of cocaine, and you just put that cocaine. You don't want to snort it because that'll fuck you up. You stick it up your butthole, okay? Exactly. You're take that coke. You're gonna you mix get it, that. You, you're gonna mix you it with it. some. You're gonna mix you it pop, with some whiskey. You, you're gonna mix up mix up the coke no, and the you, whiskey you powder, in a turkey like baster, you and you're gonna stick that turkey baster with coke and whiskey up your ass, and you're just gonna thoroughly base your butthole with the coke and the whiskey, and it just soaks right in, and you're ready to go. You're you're ready right. to. You eat some and beef stew. Tip. You eat some beef stew for breakfast, and you're out the door. You're ready to get it. No, dude. My tip for all you hemorrhoid people out there: what you do is like you push really hard until your hemorrhoid is like really sticking out, almost like a dingleberry, <laughs> like a like a dingleberry, <laughs> and you powder you powder that shit with cocaine, right? And then you like you like squeeze your butt like really hard so that the the, the hemorrhoid goes back in, and it's just like mm, on point. Is it in your butt? I don't understand. Is it is it inside your butthole or is it outside? It's on the fleshy part of your butthole. Uh, it can it can come from from like, like the, the balloon inside knot, or the outside. like the balloon knot. It's like in the anal canal or like on the balloon knot part, like the little like puckered up butthole part. It's like a it pimple. Can, it, <laughs> it can. <laughs> Dude, the people can, need to know. This is like this is like people could be sitting there right now, power. looking at their butthole in a mirror and like trying to figure out what's what going do, on, bro. What you do is you get some coke and you powder that shit. <laughs> oh, fuck, um, it can, it can come from like the inside, like the your act, like the the inside of your butthole, but it can also be like on the on like the darker skin outside, like not, yeah. On the darker skin of your butthole, like on the outside, the like meat. it can like, yeah. Um, but dude, not to say like, I think living from your art is not a piece of cake because it seems like what when when you say like oh it's doable and like also like when you're saying like oh you gotta have the energy and all like there's like it's not it's not a piece of cake it it is it it is like a like any entrepreneurial job. Yeah. It's just like anything else. It's like trying to start any business, right? Like you have to, you know, and, and you got to be good at it and you've got to be smart about it for sure. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's just, there's just such a prevailing narrative of like the starving artist, the struggling artist, and people always complaining about this and that. It's like, I've never had anything to complain about in in 14 years as a visual artist. You know what I'm saying? I've been every day super pumped Mm -hmm. to go out there and create a new opportunity for myself. And you know me. I mean, I fucking, I reached the level of, I reached the, 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 the level of success of, of, of being on a, of being the, you know, the head background designer creating the world for adventure time, you know, which was peaking in its popularity 
and I quit. I was like, peace out, you know, because I'm my my goal as a visual artist is to create the best work that I can. And I know that as a freelancer and 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 being a freelance illustrator all gives me the time and the opportunities to create better work than I can as a studio artist having to crank out 10 to 15 backgrounds a week a week now i loved working for adventure time and that's <laughs> a and week that's, and that set me up you know that set me up and i and i took full advantage of that opportunity but you know i mean that's what i'm talking about i'm talking about you know loving the positive pressure of knowing that i have to make elite just top level work. I have to be at the top of my craft if I'm going to be cashing checks doing this. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't want to sit at a studio and get fat paychecks to turn in average work. You know what I'm saying? To turn in to turn in work that is that is what is expected of me. I want to constantly be going beyond my expectations, beyond my clients' expectations and pushing my craft each time further and further and further and and making my work you know, better and better and better. And, and knowing that if I do that, I'm going to keep paying the bills. And if I don't, then I'm, then I'm going to have to go get another job. I, I love that. Like, that's, if you like, that's how you have to have that level of hunger to, to make it, especially as a freelance artist, right? As a freelance artist is another level to me. And I'm not trying to shit on anybody with a studio job, but like, to me, that's a whole nother level. Being able to get a studio job and live in that world is one level as an artist, but then to be able to go out and year after year pay the bills by one freelance job after another and 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 be known for what you do, not just like, oh, I work in any style, I do this and that, like having something that you're cultivating along a linear path, like this is my work, this is my personal voice, like like every piece I do is like has to do with who I am as a person and where I'm at in my life. I'm like... I'm like experiencing life through my work to, to do it at that level to me is so exciting. And that's like the most elite level of a, of a, of a professional artist. You know what I'm saying? It's a combination of being like a fine artist and a, and a, and a commercial artist. It's those two worlds combining, you know what I'm saying? Like, like no one's hiring me to do a job for them. You know what I'm saying? People come to me and they pay me to do the drawings that I want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm yeah. not, they don't tell me what to do. I I take the job that I want and then I give them the exact piece that I want to do with it. You know what I'm saying? That to mm-hmm. me that that's so exciting. That gets me so fucking fired up to just sit down and do the best fucking work every time. And when I'm inside that piece to keep pushing it further and further because I know Oh my God, if I make these breakthroughs and I can reach this level, like this piece is going to go out there and, and get me some work. You know what I'm saying? That's so exciting. All right. So how about, cause like I, I, I think I'm, I'm the same way. Like I'm always looking to like impress myself with my work. And, uh, and if I don't feel that I'm impressed, then I think like, ah, oh, this is not good enough yet, you know? Uh, but it's impossible to, for you to like impress yourself like with every piece that you make you know it's like at least if you're trying to like be like good on speed right right, right. Well, <laughs> good, yeah. i mean it's like you well, know. if you're trying to be if you're trying to be on speed no if you if you want to be fast you know there's there's right. going to be there's going to be pieces where you're like oh shit you know like this is not like this is not the it's not blowing my mind but there's but then, a way but there's always a way like even if you're on a one day deadline or a three day deadline there's a way to make a breakthrough within that time frame and do a great piece it might be a really simple piece and the and the simplicity of it might be the breakthrough you know what i'm saying so it all depends it's all 
you know, it's all in context of, of what the, of what that assignment is or what the parameters for that job is. You know what I'm saying? I always think that there's an opportunity, but I think more than, more than like, is this single piece, the best piece I've ever done? It's more about the mindset. It's more about having that mindset. Like every time I sit down, I'm going to attempt to do the best piece I've ever done. And I might not happen, but I know if I go in there with that mindset, and I know people have heard me say this a million times, but I know if I go in there with, in there with that mindset, then I'm going to always be doing a high level of work. And I will very frequently be making those major breakthroughs that is going to keep me on the map, that's going to keep me engaged, that's going to keep me excited about my work, that's going to build my fan base, and that's going to keep people wanting to hire me and say, I don't want people to go, you know, even on my website, on my contact page, I say no cattle calls. Like, I don't, if you're considering other people for this job, then don't bother to contact me about what's it. A, what's a cattle call? A cattle call is like oh, just just so people just so people know I'm from Mexico, so uh, I speak <laughs> English like perfectly. But there's some words that I don't know what they mean. Yeah, it's yeah. Not that a cattle call. I don't, I I I, th- I don't know if that's like the industry term, but there's this thing that that um that art directors do where they'll contact a bunch of artists and they'll see who will do the job for the cheapest, but they're not telling you that, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but this happens all the time and it's, it's super lame. Uh, and, uh, you know, but I'm, uh, I'm like, my, my philosophy is, and it's not like, uh, it's not like an arrogance or an ego thing. It's just like, if you, if there's other people that could do this job for for you, then I'm not the person to do this job for you. I want the people to come to me that go, yo, Ghost Shrimp, this dude is the perfect dot. You know, this album cover, this needs to be a Ghost Shrimp album cover. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like when, when Penn and Pat, you know, talk to me about Adventure Time and they're like, we want Adventure Time to take place in a Ghost Shrimp world. It's like, that's what you want. You want people to be like, we want, we want you. You're the guy for this job. Your artistic vision, your concepts, your, your stylizations. We want everything because then they're going to want to work with you. They're going to accept. They're going to be super hyped about what you give them. If, if they're looking for anybody to do the job, then they're going to be like, uh, I don't know. This is okay. It could be better. I want a bunch of changes. I want a bunch of this and that. You know what I'm saying? They're not, they're not connecting with, with, with what you're trying to accomplish as an artist. Like, you know, I'm not interested in being a technician or a hired hand. You know what I'm saying? Like I, yeah. I'm interested in developing my craft and my brand as a visual artist. And when that aligns with exactly what you need, hit me up. Let me know because I'll crush it. You know what I'm saying? And I'll crush it like nobody else will. You know, and that's the kind of career that you want to build for yourself because then you're always getting jobs. I can't even tell you how many times I've had the synchronicity where like someone will come to me for a job and it'll be exactly what I've been thinking about, like in my in my head, like or I've just heard a bunch of information about this interesting topic and I'm already like doing sketches in my sketchbook about it. And then someone hits me up and like they want to do it or like an artist that I love and like they then they connect, then they reach out to me. Yo, oh, we want we love your album covers. We want you to do our shit for our next album. And you're like, yes, like. Like seriously, almost uh, like like half the jobs I've gotten have been like spooky, like synchronicity involved in it, and that's how I know that like I'm I'm cultivating a very like healthy career for myself, you know. And I think a lot of people struggle with that and 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 feel like they don't deserve that as an artist. Like like it is a it is a privilege to be an artist, and you should be willing to, you know, bend over backwards for people and all this. And and don't get me wrong, like. Like when I turn in a piece, the clients are blown away. Like I'm, I'm going to make sure that I'm going to take in everything that they gave me 
and I'm going to run it through my filter and I'm going to make sure that I hit every point that they want. I'm going to make sure that I fulfill the assignment, but I'm also going to make sure that I'm doing that drawing for myself. And that drawing is I'm attempting to make that the best drawing that I've ever done. And when I turn it into them, they're going to be like, holy fuck, like like more and more now, the my clients aren't aren't just commissioning the the piece but they're also buying the original artwork on top of that that's how you know mm. that you're killing it you know what i'm saying when you yeah, double for sure when you get when you get you know a couple grand to do a piece and then they're dropping another grand on you to buy the original then you know you're doing it you know you're like holy shit not only did i cut did i fulfill the assignment this is going to go on their wall now like that's that's the type of shit that you want that's legendary status yeah the end of I was listening to another podcast that it's called Make It Then Tell Everybody and they were talking about originals and how like with making everything digital you end up not having something to hold on to. Yeah. Uh and the guy was saying exactly that, like, dude, you're missing out. Like you can you can like sell the piece. I mean you can sell the the work, but then you can sell the original and like make a couple of extra bucks and shit. Yeah. And that's so much of it. Like, I, I mean, you know, I grew up before the digital age and, you know, really, really took a long time to come around to working to have digital be any part of my work. And if anybody doesn't know, I draw with a pencil, ink with a brush, and then I scan it in and color in Photoshop. Did you just fart out of your surgically repaired butthole? No, dude. <laughs> there was totally just a fart noise. It was like. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, uh, wait, what was I saying? Um, uh, oh yeah. Working, uh, working simple. Working oh like- yeah. The originals, but, but yeah, it's like that, that, that to me is such a part of the artistic creation is working with the actual piece. And, uh, and I think it's a totally different vibe when you're drawing on a computer screen, when you're looking at a screen, it just, you know, and this is just like old man go shrimp, you know, talking from my own perspective coming from where I come from. But, you know, it's just not as magical. And it's and and, and for me, it's I don't I don't feel that truly like deep connection yeah. with the piece as much. And also, you know, when when people come to camp and when I go to Denmark, I mean, you know, I bust out a 100 originals and lay them out on the tables and everybody's fucking looking at them. How special is that? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, these are, these are artifacts from your life that encapsulate you know you spent hours and hours i mean my originals are like dirty because i'm just working them and, and carrying them around and sharing them and like i love that they they have a life of their own they, they're like your kids you know what i'm saying like that I, I fucking love that yeah totally i've been I've, like i i started when i started drawing i was doing like everything by hand and i was like painting and stuff and then little by little i started migrating to digital uh and as of lately, I've been like, nah, dude, like, just go go back to, like, doing, like, just focus on at least making part of the job be be uh, an actual, like, fucking materials. Um, just because, like, that feeling of, like, sitting in front of the page and just, like, drawing and then you end up and you have it and you look at it and it's just, it's just really nice. And it might not be as, like, at least for the process, it might not be, like, it might be faster to do it digitally and you have, like like other like some ben like some benefits that's what i was looking for some yeah. benefits from doing digitally but like but the feeling of just like working on paper it's definitely definitely nice and and i think like if it's something that you're attempting to do for the rest of your life you got to cherish those little things that fulfill you personally yeah. yeah you know and be like yeah okay this is something that makes me happy i'm going to keep on doing it cuz like i want to be happy when i'm when i'm working definitely um but yeah, 
Dope. Well, we did an hour, and uh, I got to jump in. It's 6 o'clock, so I got to jump in and get some dinner. I've been out here all day. Mm -hmm. I've been out here since fucking 9 a.m. What you going to eat? Doing the online workshop. Um, I don't... Oh, wait. What did she say? Um, I don't remember. I forget. I forget Dude, what does, she was talking does, about. Does it happen to you? Uh, I don't think I've asked anyone. Uh, when you get hungry... Do your teeth kind of hurt and your mouth feels weird? Like your saliva is different and shit? Mm, I don't know. I can't say that I've experienced that. Like sometimes if I think about eating things, like if I think about hot sauce or I see hot yeah, no, sauce not, or I see gummies, like my mouth will definitely start to go insane and yeah, like no, tingle I'm not talking, and salivate. I'm not talking about like salivation. It's just like like your your denture, like not your like all your teeth. Feel <laughs> Do you have dentures, dude? No, you have no, your no. Hurting? <laughs> old man butthole surgery. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like well. Are you, you really call... a ninety year old man? <laughs> How do you call like your teeth, but like the, all of them at the same with a one word? Can you say that? Like uh, bo bo top and bottom. I would just say my teeth. Oh, okay. Well, in Spanish, we do have a word, and oh, it sounds like true. denture. Oh, okay. Uh, um. Anyway, yeah, that happens to me. Uh, huh? Your teeth hurt. I'll, they don't like hurt, hurt, but like they feel weird. Weird. That's funny. Yeah. yeah, your mouth must be releasing some kind of chemical. That's I don't know. Maybe you need mouth surgery. Maybe you need mouth surgery too, bro. Maybe you got hemorrhoids in your mouth. They're like growing. <laughs> they're growing underneath your teeth maybe. and pushing your gums around. And bottom, shit. bottom bottom line: the, if there's something to take away from the, this podcast, is uh, powdering hemorrhoids. Powder the shit out of those hemorrhoids with that cocaine. <laughs> Oh, cool, dude. Have you ever done cocaine? Did you ever get into cocaine in, in Mexico? Is that like a recreational drug people do there? No, not at all. I mean, as far as as far as drugs, I've I've like I only do weed. I've never mm. done anything else. I'm I'm really? scared, dude. Really? Yeah, it's something that like. Are you scared of going insane if you take psychedelic drugs? Yeah, that's so funny. That's uh, so like, many people I mean, say that, and that never even crossed my mind. Maybe because I've always well, been kind of crazy. I've never, ever thought, oh, my God, I might go crazy if I take a drug. I've never thought that once in my life. Uh, I don't know. I mean, for for me, it's like I used not, – not at this time as much, but for a while I had, like, really, like, like serious problems with my head and my thinking and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, shit, if, like, if I'm already, like – tripping to this point without taking any substance like yeah. i don't want to i don't i don't trust my brain and, yeah uh but i think that the older i get and like the more uh i get the like control of those things yeah uh, well it's, it's, it's kind of counterintuitive too because now there you know there, there's a lot of uh there's a lot of thinking that using mushrooms to treat certain depressions yeah. alcoholism stuff like that is is very productive and i would based on my experience with psychedelics i would say 100 percent because it breaks you down you you turn yourself inside out and you get the insight into your into your soul and your mind and and your and your persona and reality that just don't exist without it and i think that makes complete sense I, I i i like i don't think i would be the person that i am today if i hadn't 
experimented with psychedelics. You know, I took acid like probably like, I don't know, at least a dozen times like in high school and college, like heavy, mm -hmm. heavy doses, like tripping all night with friends and, and going out in the mostly in the woods and shit like that. And then, uh, you know, and, and I kind of left that behind me just because like it's the heavy chemical shit and you can kind of tell that it's not good for you. Like a couple of days afterwards, you're feeling like you use up all your chemicals. You feel super burnt mm -hmm. out and, and hung over in a, in a really weird chemical way. doesn't feel good. But, uh, but mushrooms are incredible and I would definitely still be down to do mushrooms. I haven't done them in ages just because like they aren't around and I have kids and all this other shit now. But, but I would definitely love to do mushrooms like once a year up here in the woods and shit because that's – I think that's like – that's actually – I think kind of crucial to your spiritual growth. Um, mm -hmm. I think it, I think it really facilitates that, but, but cocaine, Ooh, we, used well, to, we used to do cocaine sometimes we used to, I've done cocaine, like maybe, uh, maybe like 10 or 12 times. And we, we used to snort it a little bit, which you know is bad for you. And then, but, but the one thing that we did, and I would never snort it again, but one thing that we used to do was like roll up a fat blunt and sprinkle some Coke in there and fucking smoke that. That was pretty dope. Like, I think if someone was passing a blunt around with some Coke in it, I'd still hit that. I'd be like, all right, let's go. Cool. I'll do that. <laughs> I think when, when you come to New York, uh, we're going to, do mushrooms and you're going to be my you're going to be my safe person and we're going to be there some? and you're going to be like oh, i've taken so mushrooms in new york it's city i've so taken mushrooms i've taken acid and mushrooms in new york city and tripped out of the city do you have some no <laughs> but may, maybe it's something that we can talk about after this Guys, um, we're just joking probably, we never break I, the I, law this is all we're joking we've never broken the law this is just this is like a this is like a fishing thing where people will call in <laughs> they'll email me and be like dude i have drugs and then i'll just be i'm a cop and i'm gonna come arrest you <laughs> me too i'm a dude i'm a cop um no but i'd probably do like some like you can probably do like microdosing or something like that i'd be like i, I don't know i'd be down for that yeah in the woods is definitely the place to do it, man. You gotta come. You gotta fucking jump up here for a little secret session sometime. That's that's the setting. That's that's where you mm -hmm. really that and because that also you at that starts to really like dial you into just exactly how connected you are to the natural environment and shit. And you really have you ever done? Have you ever done ayahuasca? No, I want to though. Uh, yeah, you should come to Mexico. There's like like little a little ceremonies and shit where you do ayahuasca. Have you done it there? No, no, I I've only done. I would, weed, I would do it, but I would I would definitely need to know that it was like a legit a legit situation, you know? Because you get like I mean that's like heavy duty. You're like shitting yourself and throwing up and like you yeah gotta, yeah you these, are, really these are like, like ceremonies and there's yeah. like a guide and shit. It's no, like, if it's I knew it was a hundred percent legit, I would be I would I'll definitely be down for that. I definitely that's definitely in my future word we'll have to we'll have to set it up in the future we'll go down you'll have to find the the dope spot and we'll go down for some for some uh legit fucking ayahuasca sessions maybe maybe cheer, cheer, cheer. um all right well, so cool dude yeah where can people find your shit in my house bitch no um <laughs> in my butt oh <laughs> um I haven't. My Instagram is. How do you how do you pronounce my Instagram in English, dude? I never know how to say it. You know, it's Al A Aldeanda Aldeanda. Uh, like, Jesus, I don't. Alfonso, you know, it's Alfonso de Anda, right? Yeah, uh, Ald Aldeanda. I'd say it's it, that's my Instagram. Aldeanda A L D E A N D A. 
Okay, uh, so A L D E A N D A, Aldeanda. Yeah, Aldeanda. Right. That's my Instagram, and that's also slow, my website. You gotta slow it way down for the white people. You can't be running those, running those, running those vowels and consonants together. My <laughs> name is Aldeanda. <laughs> well, it's it. I don't know, dude. It's it's hard to say in English or. No, it's not hard to say. I'm just talking because I thought I needed to say something. Uh, that's my Instagram. All down the word. And uh, yeah, that's my website as well. I was lucky enough that when I came up with that with that thing, uh, is an acronym or like an acronym cussin because it's not fully an acronym. But uh, it, it was it was available on everything. So Aldeanda, Aldeanda. Sick. So yeah, Aldeanda. Check it out. Um dope work inspiring stuff do you have the the little animations that you've done like the little dude climbing up the hill and shit all that stuff's on there i have that on my on my website dope. and uh it, which is what aldeanda.com yeah okay yeah and uh i wish i could show the 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 pilot or like the first episode of that series that we well, i was making in that studio but like we're picking up again and we're producing four more episodes right uh i might have some of that stuff in my website. Cool. Maybe, no, maybe not. All right. Nice. Yeah. Well, well, if it's not there, certainly people will follow you and they'll see it whenever it gets put out. So that'll be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, dude. With this, thanks for having me. This is this is this has been really fun. Yeah, we finally did it. First of many, for sure. You know what I'm saying? We'll definitely have many interesting conversations on this podcast in the future. And we'll definitely have to get to your favorite story uh, in the future. We didn't get we didn't have time for it for it this time. But you have a particular story that you like of mine that that we'll save for the for that pod and we'll tell it. Oh, OK. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And it involves a hamster. And no, it doesn't and- involve a butthole, though, because it's not about Richard Gere. <laughs> Yep, it involves a hamster. Yep. Sweet. All right, All right man. Uh, well, we'll click off here and then we'll wrap it up. And then I'll get this pod out probably like uh, Tuesday or something like that because we just put what up yesterday. So I don't want to have them too close, but we'll, we'll probably drop this like Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. I got to add the intro and outro and then we'll pop it up More. there. You know what I'm saying? All right. So, fresh, right. Out of, fresh out of the oven. Yeah, fresh out the butthole, cocaine up. <laughs> fresh out this butthole surgery you know this definitely yeah. got to be called butthole surgery all right do it do it yeah <laughs> all right we'll click off and we'll finish up hold on all right oh yeah now that is just another example of me having a conversation with a friend because that's what this podcast is guys friends talking with friends and sharing it with the entire world on the internet because we live in the future you know what i'm saying we live in the motherfucking magical ass future catch up with it speaking of catching up with it as we covered in the podcast i'm gonna be at comic arts brooklyn this weekend so if you want to get at me i'm gonna be posting some information about some hangout opportunities um we were me and my me and me and the homie Ron Wimberly. Okay, if you don't know about Ron Wimberly yet, you better jump on. You better jump on the internet and find out. Okay, this has been one of my most inspirational friends since going to school together. You know what I'm saying? We have had we have been we jumped out of school at the same time, running parallel careers. 
doing our thing. He's one of the people that I really look at who has really been able to shape his career, do his own thing, and has been always a huge inspiration to me. You know what I'm saying? It's always the best when you're doing your thing in your career, you're moving forward, you're building it one uh, job at a time, going out there creating opportunities for yourself, and you look over and your homie's doing the same damn thing. Because it's rare. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of people that don't have the opportunity to do that. So to see your homie killing it, there's no better feeling. Super inspirational. So come check out me and Ron. He's also got a he's also got a um uh a stuff stuff going on over at the Super Chief Gallery. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure exactly where that is, but you can look it up and I know we're gonna be chilling there at some point on Friday or Saturday. Catch our panel on Saturday at Pratt. And uh, let's see what else. Oh, we got the uh, round three of the 12-week online workshop. You can sign up for that right now at GoShrimpGlobal.com. You know what I'm saying? It's going to start in mid-January. So if you are ready and willing to put in the work to practice to get those professional practices going to fucking to start to really refine your craft take that take that love of drawing take that hobby you have and that dream of becoming a visual artist and get that much closer to it take a huge leap forward towards that part of your destiny you know what i'm saying that's what this workshop is designed for this is the workshop that i wish i took right when I was coming out of college, you know what I'm saying? Or, or right when I was going into college or right when I was starting to get serious about this drawing shit, because that is what this is about. Give you an opportunity to answer a lot of the questions you have about what it means to be a professional visual artist. Okay. From the magical metaphysical side to the straight up business side, you know what I'm saying? I've been doing this shit for 14 years. So I have a lot of experience. I've tons of experience freelancing, doing tons of different kind of illustration jobs, you know what I'm saying? But always the dope ones, always the right ones, always the ones that I felt would be fun and inspiring and advance my career and get me more of the kind of work that I wanted to be doing every single goddamn day. You know what I'm saying? And working in the cartoon animation industry. I have a lot of unique experience. So if you're interested, if the stuff that we talk about on the podcast piques your interest, you know what I'm saying? If you're vibing with what's going down, you're going to love the workshop. So don't hesitate. Grab one of those 10 spots today so that you will be able to go into 2018 killing it. You know what I'm saying? Making those dreams a reality. There's no point in waiting and procrastinating on your destiny, on your happiness, on creating the best life that you can imagine for yourself on a day-to-day basis. There is no point in waiting. What are you waiting for? Okay, because let me tell you, it ain't worth it. Okay, get on it. Sign up today and get on that life path. You know what I'm saying? So get at me about Brooklyn. And uh, send me some questions on the internet, you know what I'm saying, for the work, for the, for, the, for the podcast. Send those questions, you know what I'm saying. Order some posters, order some draw-terias, 
so many great original draw-teria drawings. You want an original Goshrim drawing for 100 bucks? Boom. I got a lot of them. Okay, you got a higher budget? Hit me up for some Adventure Time Originals because we got those too. You know what I'm saying? I'm posting all kinds of shit up, posting up album breakdown, album cover breakdown videos on YouTube. What do you know about that? Posting clips from the workshop on Instagram. Have you been seeing that? Are you on social media? Because I am. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Did you know that I just put the MF Doom, the Nehruvian Doom album cover up for sale for three G's front and back cover combo? You want to hang that shit on your wall? Hit me up. That's what I'm here for, yo. I am a professional visual artist. So until next week, guys, do not forget to set those goals. You got a week ahead of you to get yourself closer to that dream life. And also, you got seven days in which you have opportunities to create the best day that you can for yourself seven times in a row. That's the kind of mindset that you want going into every day of your life. You get to wake up and choose who you are and what you do every day. So make choices that matter to you because nobody else is living your life but you. You know what I'm saying? And make sure that when you're out there doing your thing, you're keeping an open mind. You're looking around. You're trying to inspire other people to create their own best realities. And even if people are coming from a different place than you, they look different than you, they sound different than you, they believe different things than you, Okay, you're still on the same mission. You're still trying to figure your life out. They're trying to figure their life out. Okay, they want the same things you do. So be cool to each other. You know what I'm saying? Always attack the whack, but do it in a way that moves things forward, guys and girls. All right, we're in this together. We are all on this planet together. So let's create the most amazing reality that we can. I peace.